Hello, Parent Warrior. Is your child struggling in school? Are their reading problems making them feel like they are not as good as their friends? Maybe their self-confidence is low and they would rather just quit trying altogether. If this sounds like your child, I can help you. I guide parents of children with learning difficulties in taking the right steps toward getting your child the educational supports they deserve so that they are happier and more confident in learning. Let's get on a call. Schedule your free 15-minute consultation today at jessicashields.com. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello, Parent Warrior, and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you're tuning in. Today, I'm talking with Tracy Bingaman about the journey of step parenting. Just like other parent-child relationships, it can be filled with a trip on the emotional roller coaster plus some. (laughs) There are dynamics that exist that are not typically experienced in families that Do not have step relatives, but guess what? Today we get to talk about it and how we can still support the well being of the child because that's what is the most important part, right? Also, stick around for your weekly parenting challenge and your loving reminder. You definitely don't want to miss that. But first, I am going to share a little with you about Tracy. She is a multi-passionate woman who walks in faith and loves to teach about time and money management for busy moms. She is a working mom coach who helps working moms go from saying, I wish I had time and money to you fill in the blank, to understanding that there are things that you are in control of both being time and your money. So you can find Tracy on Instagram at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman. That's M-R-S-T-R-A-C-Y-B-I-N-G-A-M-A-N. Of course, I'll have that in the show notes. And all podcast platforms on her show, Fulfilled as a Mom and YouTube channel, where her mission is to simply help Women blaze their own path to have more time and more money than they know what to do with. Oh, doesn't that sound wonderful? That sounds so good. (laughs) So, hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. You have so much passion. I love it. How (laughs) are you? I am just feeling like amped up. I feel like everyone should have someone introduce themselves occasionally (laughs) throughout the day. Like you're having a bad day. Just have someone introduce, like read your bio like they love you already. It's just a great (laughs) way to boost your confidence. I like that tip. What if we could have someone just to follow us around to boost us? (laughs) I love it. And, you know, you have such an 
interesting journey to me. I do not have any expertise, any experience in this area. I I don't. I just don't. (laughs) So I'm glad to have you here to share a little bit about your story and and what got you here and, and, you know, where your passion, your heart is for those families who do have what they call bonus children or, you know, stepchildren. So just share a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I am a working mom coach. Like you mentioned, I am a full-time working mom of five. I have two stepsons who are uh, in college and high school. And then I have three little ones who are seven, five, and three all of whom keep us on our toes and (laughs) running from here and there and constantly making us kind of pivot our parenting approach and realize that each one of those five humans is a unique kid who's going to be a unique adult with unique needs and just very different things that they need to thrive in this world. Um, I started my podcast and my coaching after I got really burned out in clinical medicine. And I still work as a PA, um, but now I have time to pour into the lives of other busy moms. And a little bit about my stepmotherhood journey. I met my husband when I was 23 and we were married by the time I was 24. And so I went from single, relatively carefree grad student to a married mom of two with a eight and 10 year old, what felt like overnight. Wow. And I felt like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if this was just me being naive, but I was like, I feel ready for this. And then it started happening. And I was like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. There's this dynamic of navigating co-parenting, my parenting philosophies, my new husband's philosophies, making sure our kids know that like I'm here to stay. How do we prioritize that? And it has been, honestly, I do not in any way claim to be an expert on step parenting or parenting Mm -hmm. in general. I do think I am becoming day by day an expert on each of our kids, Mm -hmm. um, which is again, a moving target because they're growing and changing as fast as you can keep up with what they need in this season. Um, I'm really glad to be able to share a little bit about my story and my journey with that because I think my stepkids and I have both grown up a lot in the last 10 years and we've learned a lot Mm. about each other and about grace and about this journey. So I'm happy to be able to share that with your listeners today. Wow. And you know, it's just so interesting. I was listening to you and you said 23. That is so young. Yeah, I was too young to know what I didn't know. Like, I thought I knew all the things. Like, how hard can it be? I was like, oh, dear. I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, not to scare (laughs) you, but you don't know how hard this is. Like, it's not easy. It's not, like, cookie cutter. Like, I don't know where you got the idea that parenting is not hard work, but, like, forget that because that's not true. That is so interesting that you said 23. So I was married at 23 as well. And um, at one brief point in time, we took in my 15-year-old nephew at the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, yeah, that was difficult um, because I was trying to help out (laughs) a family member. And it it was a difficult journey. And it became a bit 
much for us to handle. So we had to come up with other options, which ended up being him moving in with his biological father. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, you, you, your situation is a little different. Mine was like, oh, this is my nephew. Boy, <laughs> this ain't working out. You going to your daddy's house. <laughs> yeah. So, but step parenting, no. No, you have the dynamic of, and I don't know if you do, but working in schools, I do a lot with step parents and uh, and parents, and especially when it comes to the IEP process, who can mm. sign, and you know. So I'm thinking about many of the parent stories. Uh, well, I don't talk to his mom; mm-hmm. she's out of the picture. You know, it always seems to be a quite a bit of tension around the biological other parent, (laughs) but what's your experience? Yeah. So I think when I talk about this, I tend to say very rarely do people get divorced, still really like each other and enjoy interacting with each other and Mm -hmm. have the exact same parenting philosophy. Mm. So you're trying to co-parent with someone who you, you used to love, you used to be married to, or maybe not, whatever the situation is, but now you're not living in the same space. You're maybe not on the same page. Your goals for the kids and the way that you define like successful child rearing or kids that are now adults and living out into society, you may have totally different definitions of that. And so can you sit down and reconcile like, what's the goal here? Do we want them to go to college? Do we just want them to make it through high school? Like, what is the plan? Mm-hmm. And can we get on the same page about the plan? Um, for me, I think at the beginning, I took things very personally. And I think that was partly because I was so young and relatively immature that mm-hmm. I didn't get that it was supposed to be all about the kids. Like, I thought it was like, I had to do it a certain way. I had to be treated just like their biological mom. And that's just Mm. not a reality. It's not the way that it works. And there, the further in I get, the more I realize that it's not about my feelings or the way that I feel about the way that we're parenting them. It's about what our kid needs during whatever situation is coming up. So we have in our marriage sort of developed, we have one of our stepsons who like I can parent without sort of any parameters, without my husband needing to be there. And we don't kind of clash. And then I have Mm -hmm. one our personalities, I honestly think are just a little bit similar to the point where when we disagree on something, it doesn't tend to go well. And so there have been really hard conversations I've had to have with my husband where he has said, Hey, I love you. We know you love him. I don't think this will go as well. If the three of us have this conversation, I think I need to sit down with him without you in the room. Here's what I'm planning on saying. What feedback do you have? What points do you want to make sure that we make him understand? And then he has the conversation with our son because that tends to go better. And that can be true in parenting your own biological kids too. There's some that just push your buttons and Mm -hmm. are just harder for you Mm -hmm. to parent. And there's some that that you get Mm -hmm. along with better. It's just the way that the world works. It's the way that personalities work. And so saying, Hey, every time I'm in this conversation, it's it's inflammatory. He gets defensive. This isn't working well. How can we, how can I be included in the parenting without being included in the discussion? And how can I kind of grow up enough not to be 
a baby about that and not to be like, well, I'm being excluded. Well, yes, but that's what's best for them. So get over it. I'm saying to my former parenting Mm. self. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it is true. Sometimes even with the way that my husband and I parent, sometimes it's just better if I talk to a certain child versus him. It just Mm -hmm. just depends on the situation. But Mm -hmm. I think there's another layer or dynamic when you are the step parent, because my sister also had a bonus child when she got married and then they had uh, three more together. And so I know that even with her, she would have to have her husband at the time really talk to the son about different situations <laughs> because it was just like you said, better coming from his father yep. than it would have been from her. And it preserved their relationship too when yeah. she when she allowed that to happen. And I think one thing that I feel like we did well at the beginning was when we were talking about getting married, when we were early on in our marriage, I talked to Dan, my husband, and said, hey, I I don't want to be a passive bystander in the raising mm-hmm. of these boys. Like if we come home after school, I'm not just going to let them do whatever they want until you get home. Like I'm going to work with them on homework. I'm going to ask them to help with dinner. I'm going to have the same expectations of them that you would. And I would love for you to support that in in your interactions with them. I want that to be sort of the default to go to. I don't want them to see me as like an adult who happens to live at our house. I want them to see me as an active parent who's invested in them and who cares mm. enough to make them do things. And I think you have to decide in your relationship with your kids, stepkids, with your spouse, what that looks like for you. But defining it is so important because if you decide on your own that you don't want to discipline anyone or you don't want to actively parent and you're just going to wait for your spouse to get home, then that's fine. But you have to share that. You can't just have that be your prerogative on your own. Mm-hmm. And then your spouse is like, hey, I'm home. No homework's done. They're just chilling, doing whatever. They have to be the bad cop. So I was very intentional about, hey, I know this is hard. And honestly, it's easier to let them do whatever they want, but it's not what's mm-hmm. best for them. Right. So, you know, I'm going to enforce this and like, here's what I can do. Here's the role that I can play. And I am asking you to support me in that because they're kids. They don't love homework, right? They're going to push back on this, that, mm-hmm. or the other thing. And when they do, or if they're complaining, I need some authority to do X, Y, Z. We always had big conversations before we addressed like consequences or someone's having an issue with something. But the day-to-day parenting, I didn't need to wait for him. I didn't need his permission. And the kids knew that. And I think that was important in our dynamic that Mm -hmm. they knew I wasn't just a bystander. Like I loved them. I was invested in raising them. And I wasn't going to be passive about that. Mm, That is so important. It's so key, especially because in the beginning, I'm sure you may have felt or they may have felt that you were the other. Mm -hmm. That's not my mom. You're not my mom, you know? Um, (laughs) And I have students share with me, oh, I just got a new stepdad, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's kind of fresh for them. And I I do work with elementary school uh, students mostly, but 
and and then they just share their feelings around it, how new it is and how they have to get used to it. And it takes time because, uh, you know, there's the maybe a, a little grieving of the, you know, the loss of a relationship that they were used to, you know. And I don't know in your situation if they were used to having mom and dad under the same roof or, you know, and then they no longer had that and and that dynamic, you know? Yeah, I think if I could go back and tell my younger stepmom self anything, it would be to be more graceful with myself for adjustments and giving time to the kids Mm -hmm. and also with them. Like it, it felt like of course, this is what it's going to be like. And yes, this is what we're going to do to me. But I don't, I don't think I spent a whole lot of time considering their feelings and, and whether they accepted me being here as a permanent thing. And I think when your parents get divorced, when you're very young, and then Mm -hmm. your parents are dating and new people are maybe coming in and out or coming in and then not staying, then Mm -hmm. you're one of your parents gets remarried and you're wondering like, well, are they going to get divorced? Like how long is this going to last? And so mm, being yeah. more cognizant of like, hey, they're they're young, but they've lived through these things and that has colored the way that they think about marriage. And, you know, Dan and I talked about it when we were getting married and I said, I'm, you know, I'm worried about their, you know, what they think about marriage and what they think about monogamy or dating. And he looked at me and said, all we can do is stay married and not sleep with other people. Like we can like... <laughs> You know, this is the example that we can set. And when they have questions, we can gladly answer them. But us showing up every day and being married to each other and staying married is a great example for them. And we're happy to field questions from them if they, you know, are wondering how that works. <laughs> that kind right. of thing. Right. Right. Absolutely. And then um, if if you could just pinpoint a problem that you've seen, I, I'm sure you might know other parents who are step parents. Is there something that they just kind of need to be aware of as they're navigating, especially if it's new for them? Yeah. So I would say as the step parent who's co-parenting with your partner and with their ex, ask yourself before you get upset about things, which is easier said than done, um, is this really important to my kids' well-being and my kids' future, or is this just something that's upsetting to me? Mm. Because there were a whole lot of times that I lost sleep over things that didn't really matter just because they weren't particularly going the way that I thought, which is not the one true way <laughs> to raise successful kids. Right. It's just the way that I think things should be done. It's maybe the way my parents did it. It's maybe the way that I would do it with the kids that I'm parenting with a co-parent I'm married to, which is also not the situation. So ask yourself Mm -hmm. if it's really crucial to the kids, if it's the hill you want to die on, if it's really (laughs) worth it. And then the second thing is understand that it's going to be different than raising kids with someone that you're married to. You cannot put the same expectations on the dynamic of step parenting and co parenting and having an ex spouse as you can on raising kids in partnership with someone who you love and agree with. It's just not the same. And if you're expecting it to be the same, you're going to be disappointed every time you pick them up and drop them off, every time you have to talk to that co parent because they don't love you. I mean, the ex wife never loves the new wife, right? Like it's not the same. 
Right. Unless everybody's 80, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) at that point in life, I guess. And I do think there's something to be said for as time passes, Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. things smooth out and and I think it's less fresh, but Mm -hmm. it is not the same as parenting with your spouse. And so let that go. If you're hanging on to that and you're hoping it's going to be like that, (laughs) let it go. It's not happening. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And I just am so interested in that school dynamic because I want to make sure that when I'm interacting with the step parents and they come and they have concerns and I appreciate them for, you know, not saying, well, that's not my kid, you know, yeah. and they really are true, truly, genuinely involved and concerned if there's like any learning difficulties or whatever. Well, how, how do you navigate that school piece when they're, when you have to interact um, with teachers or, or other school staff? What's that like? Yeah. So I try to first and foremost, properly identify myself because mm-hmm. I'm the stepmom, but I have the same last name as my stepsons and their mm-hmm. mom doesn't. And so I think that can be confusing to a, yeah. a teacher on the receiving end of an email that's signed Tracy Bingaman and my sons have that same last name. So I say, Hey, I am so and so's stepmom. You know, this is the concern. This is the situation. And in our marriage, I tend to take the lead on a lot of that parent communication. That's just mm-hmm. one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to, um, collaborate with Dan. Like, what is he concerned about? What does he need? And also I, I am happy to communicate with the school, but I leave the communicating to their mom, to my husband, because that's just how we work it. So that is, I am not the one that's going to, I have her phone number in case of emergency, but I can tell you in 10 years, I've called her zero times Mm. um, because that's just not what feels right to me. I think Dan needs to be involved. I don't want to be having conversations. And, and I think a real, a real blessing in our marriage is Dan tries to be very careful how things are worded. Do you think this is communicating clearly? Because so much of this is done by text message between you mm-hmm. and your ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. And so he is very open with me, almost to the point where sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be involved in these conversations, but I appreciate <laughs> that you're like including me, that he's like, I'm going to say this. Is this clear? And, and he I, wants to make sure. <laughs> he wants to be sure. And I love him for that. And I think early on, I was really thankful that I was like, okay, I feel really involved. Now our kids are not on autopilot, but they're doing fine. They're, you know, in high school, they have a lot of their own schedule and lives and they don't need us to be driving Mm -hmm. them places and kind of micromanaging them on the same level as we were when they were a little bit younger. Right. Um, So I think properly identifying yourself, like making sure whoever's on the receiving end of that email or phone call knows who you are, who you aren't, like why you're Mm -hmm. calling. and also just to know your role, like your spouse should know if you're contacting the school, like your co-parent from the other side should know what the situation is. And if you got an email, because it's easy for things to get missed. So more communication is always better mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. situation, in my experience. I wish you could help me because sometimes uh, when when a person <laughs> works in schools, mm. sometimes we get caught in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I might have one parent to request testing and the co-parent has no idea. And I think that 
And it makes it hard for me. (laughs) And everyone has a different threshold, right? So everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's not getting A's. Like he needs to be tested or, oh, he's really struggling. I think there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not on the same page about your co-parent with your Mm -hmm. co-parent, it's just so hard. And I, and I also can see it from the other side. Like it's hard to get on the same page with your Mm co-parent because it takes lots of communication and lots of intentionality and you have to text them back or call them and you don't want to talk to them. I was going to say you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to talk to them. Like that is a reality. Even the best, (sighs) most collaborative, cooperative co-parents, like it's Mm -hmm. still hard to talk to someone you were once married to, who you're not married to anymore, Mm -hmm. who you maybe don't get along with. But when Dan is getting ready to make those phone calls, I will say like, this is because Cooper needs this. This is because Zachary needs that. Like, we're not doing mm-hmm. this just for the fun of it. We're not doing this just to torture anyone. Like, mm-hmm. let's focus on what is the desired outcome? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Like, don't wander down the garden path of like past hurts or anything. Like, can we just stay on topic? Can we focus on what the kids need? Mm. Focus on communicating the pertinent facts and making sure everyone's on the same page um, and navigate disagreements that way because you cannot navigate to the final destination of kids who are raised successfully and thriving if you're looking out the rearview mirror. Like, it's mm. just not the mm-hmm. way that you go forward. And those exactly. things exist and that the time to talk about those things are in therapy or in your marriage or with your friends or at book club, but don't bring them up in the actual conversation because they're just not productive. Exactly. And I like that you use that visual. Oh yeah. You have to move forward Mm -hmm. and you can't move forward if you're looking in the rear view mirror. Like that's not how you drive. You're not going to pass the test. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that was just so insightful. And I know that you have resources too. And uh, you have some great pieces of information for women, busy moms. So what resources do you have and how can listeners connect with you? Oh my goodness. I would love that. It's such an honor when people are willing to share their platform and their audience um, with me. So thank you. Um, A really great place to start. I have... um, process that I've put together um, for busy moms to sit down and figure out what matters most to them. Because this world is loud and distracting and there are so many things that are vying for your attention. Mm -hmm. I want you to take a step back and decide what matters most to you and then start living into those values. So it's called the Core Value Curator. You can find it at tracybingaman.com slash values. Um, it's a three-step process. I walk you through figuring out what really matters most to you, not what matters most to your mom, not what society is telling you matters most, but what you actually deeply value in your life. And then there's some steps to take to start showing up in the world um, in a way that reflects those values, which helps you to figure out how you want to spend your time and your money and what's really important to you. Um, so it's a really great place to start. I love that. I, I really do because um, it, it is about what we value mm-hmm. and what we put in place for ourselves. We have to get back to that. So thank you so much for Thanks. sharing that. And and what was, and I'll definitely have your Instagram also in the show notes Perfect. and that link to the guide so that uh, any listeners can uh, access that too. But if you just wanted to leave something from your heart, anything that you want to share as parenting advice to anyone listening, what will it be? Oh, I think we are all the protagonist in our own story and we're the main character, but it's important to remember that your kid 
is the main character in their own life. And they have different character traits, different strengths, different passions and abilities than the ones that you have. And that is wonderful. At the same time, it's challenging. So how can you take a step back from your gut reaction, like grounded till the end of time, which is always my gut reaction, (laughs) to actually saying, hey, this kid is doing something that's not on par with our standards of behavior. What can I do? Why is this happening? What does he or she need? Instead of like, here are the consequences, like they better fall in line because Mm. each one of them is different. Each one of them is a unique, awesome blessing that has come into your life. And how can you parent them up to be the adult that they're meant to be, not the adult that you want them to be? Oh, wow. I love that. That is so, so awesome. That's just, you could tell that came from your heart and it just fits so well into the loving reminder that I'm going to share. So for parent, for parent listening, you know, for my parent warrior, you're listening to this and, and by now, I hope that you're thinking about how this information may be helpful to you, or maybe you have a family member or friend who can really use this information as well. This is good. I want you thinking about how you can be better for the children in your life, how you can make an impact. So let me challenge you. Think of one child that is not your biological child and think of a way to simply connect with them. It could be the neighbor's kid, a kid at work, if you work with children, a, a family member's kid, whoever it might be. Just think about how you might simply connect with them. And your loving reminder is that love is often felt through connections made and all children deserve to feel loved. Well, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. And as you think about that sister or that cousin or that friend who needs this information too, just share the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. Or you can even screenshot the title and send it to them because sharing is what makes the biggest difference in someone else's parenting journey. Now, if you're the type of parent like me who is really serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. And you can join at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. And everything shared today will be in the show notes. And you know what? I really do appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at strongermindstrongeryouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children, for they are a gift from the Lord.